Here's the way Jay Unger tells the tale. He says, Ashokan Farewell was named for Ashokan, a camp in the Catskill Mountains, not far from Woodstock, New York. It's the place where Molly Mason and I have run the Ashokan fiddle and dance camps for adults and families since 1980. A local historian once told me that the name Ashokan first appeared as a place name in 17th century Dutch records. He thought it was probably a corruption of a local Lenape word meaning a good place to fish. That it is. I composed Ashokan Farewell in 1982, shortly after our Ashokan fiddle and dance camps had come to an end for the season. I was feeling a great sense of loss and longing for the music, the dancing, and the community of people that had developed at Ashokan that summer. I was having trouble making the transition from a secluded woodland camp with a small group of people who needed little excuse to celebrate the joy of living, back to life as usual with traffic, newscasts, telephones, and impersonal relationships. By the time the tune took form, I was in tears. I kept it to myself for months, unable to fully understand the emotions that welled up whenever I played it. I had no idea that this simple tune could affect others in the same way. Meanwhile, in 1983, our band Fiddle Fever was recording its second album, Waltz of the Wind, and we needed another slow tune. We tried my yet unnamed lament. The arrangement came together in the studio very quickly. Now it needed a name. Molly suggested the title Ashokan Farewell. It seemed right to me. Filmmaker Ken Burns heard the album in 1984 and was immediately taken by Ashokan Farewell. He soon asked to use it in his upcoming PBS series, The Civil War. The original Fiddle Fever recording is heard at the opening of the film, and this and other versions are heard 25 times for a surprising total of 59 minutes and 33 seconds of the 11-hour series. Ashokan Farewell is the only contemporary tune that was used. Words of Jay Unger from Jay and Molly's website. Most of us pay attention to the last part of the story about Ken Burns and the Civil War, but perhaps we should consider the original impulse, the aching sense of loss Jay felt at the close of the summer music camp season, where, as he and Molly put it, it's about sharing the joy of life and living. Jay Unger and Molly Mason and their family band will come from the Catskills to the Poconos to play tomorrow evening at Harmony in the Woods in Hawley. In a county where it just happens, there are a number of summer camps where folks still, no doubt, gather around the campfire and sing their hearts out. Jay and Molly will bring their joy in singing and making music with their family members to the lovely outdoor amphitheater in Hawley, and while they were en route to the Mohonk Mountain Resort for a gig, they got to a stop along the way and took time to talk with us about the magic of those summer camps and singing together in days of yore and today. Well, one thing is have people get together around music and nature in a place that's, you know, different from being home 
and there's a certain kind of community that develops because of common interests and the fact that we're in a natural outdoor environment. And this summer in particular, people are just so jazzed, I will use that word, not exactly meaning jazz only, but people are so excited to be able to meet again and, and, you know, have jam sessions with friends and new friends. and Or just sit and talk. Yeah, because of the way life has been the last couple of years. So the camps are, like, extra exciting. And the other wonderful thing that I've been noticing is that people are there to, to make friends, play the music they love, and mostly talk about that and not talk about other things that are going on in the world like, oh, I don't know, politics or, you know, things like that. That's a wonderful thing. In that regard, I don't necessarily mean newly written, but are there new songs that are popping up that you hadn't heard people wanting to sing in recent years? Are you tending to play some things, pulling some things out of the bag that seem right now? Well, one of the things I think that's emblematic of the past couple of years is that uh, at the end of March 2020, we started to do a weekly, and we didn't even know if it would be weekly, but a weekly Facebook Live concert from our living room. And it's called The Quiet Room, which is also one of our album titles and a tune that I wrote years ago for Molly. And it became a kind of a refuge for people. And it's a mixture of things from people whose lives were very stressed and for people who were isolated during the pandemic. But we just did our 124th show last night. And that in itself has made us dig deeper uh, into our repertoire of things that we haven't thought about in a long time or learn new tunes for the weekly broadcast and come up with different themes, but all around the notion of it being a safe space, uh, you know, in the evening once a week. At camp, I think what I noticed more than new songs popping up are old songs popping back up because people haven't been able to share them with their musical friends and and even even musical partners and you know in the last in the last couple of years and they're just raring to go and and play the old tunes that they love. Well, in, and in the direction of old tunes, some of the old tunes have new meaning now. True enough. As well as, and there definitely are new ones, too. That's for sure. And you two talked to NPR a long time ago, and you were talking about being, Molly, I think you used the word archaeologists. You were saying that some of these songs, in fact, seem to be out there in a platonic way, fully formed, and you two are out there digging around. Do you still think about it that way? I think I do. And you, and you do have to go out every day or every other day and, and just do a little digging, not even knowing what you might expect. And, and by that, I mean playing music and, and playing with notes and playing things that aren't a song that you know, that you're just kind of, it's coming to your mind at the moment. And the more you do it, the more things come to your mind and the more the pieces begin to get a little longer in the phrases and they seem to fit together. And so those songs are in there. They're in everyone. But you have to, you have to do that work, uh, you know, every day or every other day, every couple of days to keep that flowing and, and keep the source open. And I'm thinking that uh, some of the archaeology, as, as Molly had put it, is easier now because of how the Internet has developed as a resource with uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, etc. We can put in a topic and uh, find songs around that topic. 
But the one part that they don't spoon feed you is the context. Like everything's on an even playing field. There might be a song from 1922 adjacent to something that was recorded five years ago or last week. And so when we dig into these, we, uh, we dig deeper to find out where they came from, why they were written, and uh, try to share that with listeners because it provides another level of meaning and connection. Take your title for a moment, The Quiet Room and the Idea of Refuge. Even if we're rambunctious around the campfire and we're all singing, it's still that sense of creating that space? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And the quiet room, you know, we do a lot of slow tunes and waltzes, the soothing, healing-type melodies. But there's also some wild-ass fiddling going on. (laughs) Every now and then. (laughs) What about the dancing part? Is it an extension of the singing together? Do people spontaneously get up and dance? Well, if you're talking about the camp, there's a dance program with every one of the... Well, there are some camps that are based around an instrument, like Fest, Acoustic Guitar Camp. But the other ones like Northern Week, Southern Week, Western Swing Week, Family Camp, Scottish String Fling, Family Camp. They all have an intentional dance component. And the dances are both individual couple dances and they're part of the lessons. And group dances, like yeah. square dances, circles, contra dances. So each each of those weeks has a dance caller and a dance you know teacher. Or several. Different kinds of dance styles taught usually before the summer's over. And so all of this is wonderful because it's not an audience with folded hands sitting back listening. It's everybody singing and breathing together. It's a physical, visceral experience, whether it's dancing or just singing. Yeah, yeah. And even even more than dancing and singing is instrument playing, because at each camp we have many teachers teaching uh, a huge array of different instruments from bass to uh, mandolin, to fiddle, to piano, yeah. But our concert this weekend at Harmony in the Woods, you know, the audience will be seated, but we'll be in an outdoor environment, weather permitting, which was really great. And there will be audience participation. Just a chance to sing easy stuff together that makes us all feel a sense of joy and connection. Yes. And you mentioned family camps and so forth. Tell us about the family band and how you each bring something to the table, and yet it's probably greater than the sum of the parts. I think that's true, what you said. And uh, I'm going to start by saying that the family band, which, of course, is Jay's daughter, Ruthie, and her husband, Mike, members of the Mammals, we only get to play together, oh, a couple of three times a year. They're so busy. We're so busy. So it's a real treat for us have a gig together. It's a special, special thing that we don't get to do often enough. But, you know, they bring other instruments. They bring their own original songs. We, but we all join together. They play on our stuff. We play on their stuff. And it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and we, we all play several instruments. So it's constantly shuffling around <laughs> yeah. different roles that we play. And, you know, a lot of interesting harmony singing. The fun time. And as we've said about the site, it's so congenial for what you'll be offering. And a favorite catchphrase there is, concerts in the company of trees. That's so good. Yeah. But you'll be filling that space and inviting us into this space that you are forming. And I keep going back to the visceral. Part of that communication is that, isn't it? 
Uh, definitely so. And getting getting all those voices together into uh, into one beautiful sound. And I'm just you're making me wonder. Oh, the trees are going to love this, aren't they? They're probably going to dance a little bit. And I've seen that you actually dedicated a whole episode of The Quiet Room to celebrating trees in music. After we come to this concert, can we still visit The Quiet Room? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'll talk about it a bit in our concerts and, and let people know how to how to do that and make it make it available for them but we are I want to say so excited to come and play for you folks in that beautiful place and and if folks want to find that weekly Facebook live concert from our living room you don't have to be a member of Facebook but you can go to Facebook and find Jay Unger and Molly Mason's Facebook page and we are there Every Wednesday, it used to be at 8, but we're tending towards 7.30 now. And we're usually there for an hour to 90 minutes. And I I will add that all of our old shows, which, as Jay said, number quite a great number, are, are listenable on Facebook Live, which you don't have to be a member of to do. But you can just go in and watch them and hear them if you wish yeah. to do that, if you want to check it out. That's facebook.com slash J and Molly with a Y the word and is spelled out, then another slash and the word live. And there's like 120-something shows there. The pandemic, we want it to go away and we don't want it to ever happen. But there are silver lining moments, and this sounds like a silver lining that you're keeping it going. It's not just something temporary. It's taken root. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a silver lining, yes. We get a lot out of it, I have to say. It's very informal. There's a lot of imperfections where we're sometimes trying stuff we've never really played before. It's just us sitting at home and jamming. During the, during the, uh, the deeper part of the pandemic, I'll call it that, it was really a godsend for us to be able to, to make contact with people and play music, which we love, and, you know, have people respond yeah, as, it is, they, as they could. It is two-way because people uh, can do written comments, and a community is developed of people who show up every Wednesday and start chatting with each other before we start playing. It's really amazing. Jay Unger and Molly Mason, we know them as one of America's most popular and enduring folk duos of recent times, known especially for their contributions to the Grammy-winning soundtrack to Ken Burns' mini-series, The Civil War. Jay Unger and Molly Mason, the family band, will be on hand at Harmony in the Woods in Hawley in Wayne County tomorrow evening at 6 at the lovely outdoor amphitheater there with the dancing trees, as we heard Molly Mason suggesting. And it's definitely going to be Jay's daughter, Ruth Unger, and her husband, Mike Miranda. And they'll be together and inviting us to join in. And again, it's 6 o'clock tomorrow evening August 6th at Harmony in the Woods in Hawley, Pennsylvania. And there's a website that can give you directions and all the information you need, and it's the name of the site, harmonyinthewoods.org, harmonyinthewoods.org. They'd love to hear you singing with them, together with them, and enjoying being out together in the lovely natural surroundings and enjoying what you all can do and create together with them. And again, it's tomorrow evening at 6 
at the Harmony in the Woods site in Hawley in Wayne County. And for more information on the web, harmonyinthewoods.org, harmonyinthewoods.org.